Albert, Stephen Brass, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making one of her regular appearances on the program. Formerly a contributor to Lookout Landing, it's SB Nation weblog, Mariners weblog, Lookout Landing, and also Baseball Prospectus. Currently serves, currently serving as managing editor of the Hardball Times. It's Meg Rowley. Meg Rowley is the guest, and on this edition of the program, what does Meg Rowley do? The following is what she provides an account of James Paxton's no hitter as viewed from a pizza place in the Ravenna neighborhood of Seattle, an account uh, which includes as well a virtual tour, if not an actual tour, of the Ravenna neighborhood. Rally examines the challenges of navigating Mother's Day when one has three mothers, roughly three times as many mothers as the number of days allocated towards Mother's Day. Also, what this episode provides is the inaugural edition of a new segment, a segment called Business Time with Meg Rowley, which includes not only the introduction to an absurd business term by Rowley herself, but also, in this particular case, the composition of a radio-style jingle, of a slightly twee radio-style jingle by producer Dylan Higgins. Business time. Business time. Business time. Business time. That is the jingle which will follow, as will our conversation with Meg Rowley. But first, it's both my privilege and also my obligation to announce that Fangraphs memberships exist. For a reasonable sum, readers at Fangraphs.com can support the great work that appears in those electronic pages. And for a slightly less reasonable sum, not unreasonable, but slightly less reasonable, those same readers, if they so choose, can acquire an ad-free membership, which allows them to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden of banner ads, not only facilitating faster loading speeds, but also emancipating one from the distortive effects of advertising. Fangraphs membership and ad-free membership. Available at Fangraphs.com by going to that URL and then clicking around. Click, 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 click. With that advertisement now complete, let us move on to our conversation. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? Meg Rowley, managing editor of the Hardball Times. Meg Rowley. And when does it begin? Right now. Rally colleague. Hello. Carson, colleague. Colleague. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> what <laughs> What do you think you're doing? I don't know. The usual sort of mischief, I suppose. Yeah? Yeah. I was, uh, I was just looking to see when games are starting today. Baseball, any. yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that baseball thing we do. The reason we're colleagues. You got a strategy. What was the last time it was this, the, um, the way I'm asking the question is going to be, in a, it's going to be a, a question of the leading variety. Okay. However, it's possible that your answer would be like, oh, it would be very simple. But like, uh, when was the last time you watched a full game from first to last pitch? Uh, on Tuesday. Oh, my. <laughs> I think it was it was whatever day it was whatever day Paxton threw his no hitter. You watched every pitch of Jimmy Paxton's no hitter, Jimmy or most Paxton. every pitch. Yeah, no, every every pitch. In fact, well, I might have missed like one or two when I got sure. up to use like the restroom or something. Mm-hmm. But um, did you did you uh, did you craft did you fashion yourself a plate of nacho chips at any point? I did not. I, I watched it at a at a local bar establishment with a, a buddy of mine. So mm-hmm. I I ate some happy hour cheesy garlic bread mm-hmm. and uh, some turkey meatballs, <laughs> and <laughs> they they were very good. And uh, had a had a beverage or two, mm-hmm. and then realized that I should maybe stop having beverages because I might have to write about this thing. But then our colleague Jay Jeffy was like, "Hey, I, I'm all right about it," and I was I'll like, "Great, I'm going to have another beer." So, what uh, a guy. yeah, he's he's a he's a good egg. That Jay. Wait a second. Let me ask you this question: Do you feel comfortable at all divulging the name of the uh, bar and grill at which you enjoyed this? Oh, sure. Event? I I was at a, a place that is uh, sort of new in in my neighborhood called Ridge Pizza. There are two of them, I think. One of the original ones started on uh, Finney Ridge 
in the Finney Ridge neighborhood, hence mm-hmm. the name. Uh, but now they're they're over in sort of the Ravenna Wedgwood area, which is great because you know my neighborhood's sort of a sleepy residential neighborhood a lot of single family homes so there aren't a lot of places where i can like you know go walk and have happy hour turkey meatballs and some beers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you know roll myself home theoretically pizza as well yeah they have good pizza i i would endorse yeah okay yeah good i do you or i don't know if we've had this discussion before i've certainly i've certainly thrust it upon many people before you uh (laughs) i'm of the opinion that that the uh this is not a deeply insightful point, but the uh, the floor for pizza is quite high. I think that uh, most pizza is pretty good pizza. I, I tend to agree with that. Okay. I mean, I think that there is pizza that is demonstrably better than other pizza, yeah. you know, that we could we could say is is quite excellent. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty hard. It, it's a hard combination of things to screw up to the point that you're like, oh, I will not eat this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Whereas uh, some other foods... They require, they require a very careful sort of preparation in order to be palatable. Right. Yeah. Mm. No. Your 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 margin for error on pizza is pretty pretty high, pretty significant, pretty wide. It's a wide margin. It's a wide margin. There you <laughs> just, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for the location of Ridge Pizza. Oh, there. It is. Wait. Am I am I in where am I? Ravenna? My Fitty Ridge? No. I'm northeast. You're in, yeah, you're in Ravenna. Hmm. It's on uh, 65th and yep. like uh, 34th. Now, you know what? Uh, within spitting distance of the Bryant Corner Cafe, you might say. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. What sort and of in... place is this? There seem to be people outside enjoying themselves. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, Bryant... and they have... Bryant Cafe is nice. <laughs> Look at that. They have uh, German-style German beer tables. They uh, they do. Yeah. They, they do, I think. I don't know if they still have those. I have not noticed. In my... Well, they did in August 2017. When so it seems likely. Google, Why would you Google get rid of them? Walk by. Yeah. I've actually been thinking a lot about these German beer tables because we, uh, my wife and I, just had a patio installed in our backyard. Oh, lovely. Like a uh, crushed granite um, with a uh, cobble border. Very, it's very pretty. It's very simple. Nice. And then, but ju- then you got to think, you got to start thinking about patio furniture. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And I will tell you, uh, patio furniture relative to what it is frequently, which is usually just some kind of metal, is more expensive than you, than you might anticipate. Yeah, weirdly expensive. Yeah. You really do feel like they're kind of getting you. Yeah. A little bit. Hey, we're, from, your, from your sense, were people, uh, it looks like just uh, just east across across the 60 whatever it's Avenue here, no, 32nd Avenue from uh, Bryant Corner here. I noticed that there, there appear to be some new looking condominiums. Oh, boy. Yeah, yep. did that uh, did that get some people upset in the neighborhood? Um, did anyone say the G word? <laughs> what is the G word? <laughs> Gentrification. Oh, you can't gen- you can't gentrify Ravenna. Ravenna. Oh, Ravenna's <laughs> quite. <laughs> they already did uh, it. It's taken oh, yeah. care. Of. It's taken care of. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ravenna has a uh, like like many neighborhoods in Seattle that have a that are sort of heavily populated by white people. It has a not great history has a history of exclusion, both codified and not. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can't gentrify Ravenna. I think that people are, as in many neighborhoods in Seattle, starting to grapple with like the reality of some density mm-hmm. and the need for greater density in order to try to figure out how the heck we make housing slightly more affordable. Although the housing that has gone in in that in in that block is in no way affordable. So it's not a great example of that. No. But but now there's a pizza place that I can walk to. So hey. density has some benefits. <laughs> what about rich pizza? Yeah. What about yeah. it? Wouldn't wouldn't be there but for mm-hmm. the those uh condos, which are like I said, pretty pricey. Yeah. But uh yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, you ever go ahead and walk down to Flying Boots in Ravenna? Flying Boots. Flying um, Boots is a bar in your neighborhood, I think. Uh, it's just west of the. It's just a west, a little bit west, where we were just just a moment ago. Flying Boots. Yeah. <laughs> How about Zeke's Pizza? Did you ever go to Zeke's? Oh yeah, Zeke's is nice. Oh, yeah. Flying Flying Boots. What the hell is this place? Have you seen this before? Oh, this is the <laughs> Sorry, wind I didn't place. Mean to, to, I didn't mean to phrase it like. Like a road comic. No, no, no. Uh, heard of this I, place before? What are, you ever been here? Uh, what is this all about? I, I don't know what 
what what voice I was even just doing right no, there. Um, I have not. Mm-hmm. I have. <laughs> it's okay. Um, not your worst. Are we, are we too far west now? No, I, I, yeah, no, I have, uh, I have not been there since it became flying boots. It used Mm. to be a different thing. It used to be, uh, the Ravenna Tavern, I believe. Now it's this place. They have wings. This place is down, down the block from, this is wild to say still, one of the Mm. best restaurants in America. Okay. Called June Baby. Okay. Which uh, the the chef... is that objective? Is that an objective thing? Or yeah, it been, it's been uh... it's been ranked by people who don't live here. Oh, okay. And they say June Baby. June Baby, that's new restaurant in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Says says People Magazine. Well, that's it got okay. written up in the Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. I believe all these things. You're saying. Eduardo Jordan, who's the the chef. Uh, is a recent uh, James Beard Award winner. So anyway, mm-hmm. this like little place on the corner in my neighborhood, which is like you know just a sleepy residential neighborhood in in North Seattle, has like a line out the door. Yeah, I haven't okay, been yeah. yet, but I've heard yeah. it's wonderful. I'm very yeah. excited to go. Mm-hmm. I should probably neglect my professional responsibilities and go yeah. camp out there at like three in the afternoon. <laughs> And, oh, yeah, uh, it looks like that one bar used to be called Ravenna Ale House. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great, which is probably why it's not there anymore. Why it's not there anymore, yeah. Well, hey, business, the uh, restaurant business, that's, that's it's, it's rough. It's not, it's not rough. It's tough stuff. Well, it's a real pleasure to take a little trip through Ravenna here. Yeah. I was not as yeah, uh, familiar like with I that mean, area, but... Um, yeah. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been around there, but I guess I have not been, I didn't, I didn't really go through Ravenna Park too much. I was always kind of going, well, I lived over. It's the... sort of on the edge of the, like, I am associated with the University of Washington, sort right. of on the edge of the normal wandering distance for folks yeah. uh, so associated mm-hmm. yeah. in any way, so. Oh, and then, and then, and is that University Village right there? That's a strange place, kind of, I think. Oh, yeah, and it's very yeah. fancy now. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's overwhelmingly fancy. In fact, it has very expensive stores. It used to not have so many. Now it has a bunch. So mm-hmm. it feels very, it feels like Bellevue, which I mean as an insult. So sorry, people who live in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow. I at I, time uh, was in Bellevue because, so I think I've mentioned this to you before, but I used to work at Nintendo. Nintendo. Over in Redmond. Yeah. Did I say that to you? I don't know that you did. I didn't know that you worked at Nintendo. I worked at Nintendo. Did they give you Mariners tickets a lot? Three or four months. No, I didn't. I had a position of no consequence there. Uh, I was uh, 20 or 21, and I was taking the year off from college, but then eventually amicable breakup uh, with that college. And I, uh, yeah, so I worked there for like three three or four months, Mm. um, just in the call center. Mm. And uh, yeah, sort of... um, there were people who would walk around and make sure we were not. We were being as efficient as possible. That was what oh. they were doing. Yeah. Well. So, it was a bit of a, uh, what are you, a cog? A, cog, a, a yeah. cog in the machine? I was did, cog in the machine. Did you feel ground down by the end of it? Yeah. I, feel, I don't know. I mean, I, I always felt like a little bit of a thrill um, simply because I had uh, gone so far away from home. Uh, sure. With, with merely a duffel bag. Wow. Mm. So that was uh, sort of that was always sort of exciting. Sounds like the beginning of an overwrought novel. <laughs> yeah, I, w- <laughs> I was fully prepared to be in that novel at the time. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it was nice though. And uh, but one time, so on Sundays, though, I had to work on Sundays, and uh, to in order to take the bus, in order to get there, I think I had to take four buses. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, and because I had to go from like. I don't know, whatever. Where did, I, where did I live? I had to go from like Wallingford to the U District and then the U District to Bellevue or something and then Bellevue to another place in Bellevue. And then I had to walk for a way. I was taking Anyway, I would end up in Redmond. But at one time when I was going through Bellevue, I noticed that there were uh, Starbuckses uh, across the street from each other. Oh, yeah. There was uh, whatever the, the – there's some sort of bus – depot there uh, where they all meet bus junction there's some kind of junction a and, transit uh, center transit center thank you so much and so on one <laughs> corner there's a starbucks and then i call it kitty corner some people call it catty corner kitty, I, say catty, kitty, cor- I say kitty corner kitty corner uh kitty corner uh, from that was another starbucks i noticed catty corner never made sense to me i mean i guess kitty corner doesn't especially either but i don't uh, i don't 
I have no uh, I have no skin in the game. Meg. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a partisan on in the kitty versus caddy debate. No, actually, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dylan Higgins. He's the one who's producing this edition of Fangraphs Audio. He's also been doing some copy editing for Fangraphs. Yeah. And uh, we we play this game with the copy editing, right? I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's a fun game, but relative <laughs> to copy editing, it's quite fun. <laughs> where I will he'll he'll ask me he, essentially like so we're kind of reverse engineering the Fangraph style guide mm-hmm. because um, mostly it's just in my head, right? And so he's like, "What do you do with this?" So like like a home run record like tony <laughs> tony set the home run record okay good oh, job tony. tony good job yeah. Yeah. i'm so proud <laughs> and he'll be like he and i he would like say uh, travis sachik wrote tony wrote the home run record uh travis sachik is drunk and he's talking about this player named tony <laughs> who just set a home run record tony this guy does not exist anyway <laughs> come on travis get uh. it together and and he'll be like He'll be like, oh, he'll be like, uh, okay, that's the sentence. And then I say, oh, you know, I would typically, this is what I say, I would typically hyphenate home run in that. Um, yeah, so I've noticed, to, I've noticed you do that. Right. You're I, a home run hyphenator. More than most, I, uh, uh, I will hyphenate to reduce ambiguity. Now, but what we'll do is we'll play a game, and you have to say if you're the one proposing a change or responding to the other person's change, you have to say how much you care about it. Right. Yes. So if I so if you insist on this particular construction and the other person does not insist, then you win. But you can't say that all the time. And in fact, I don't care all the time. Right. But as you've noticed, I do I do tend to argue on behalf of the the hyphen in most cases. It is the thing that I worry the most about getting wrong in my own role as an editor, because for some reason, my brain has never been able to internalize the rules around hyphenation. Mm hmm. And so I am constantly convinced that I get them wrong. And yep. then sometimes in my own writing, I just give up and hope that you fix it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's exactly what I love to hear. I mean, I try I try to submit clean copy. And I'd mm-hmm. like to think that I do a reasonably good job yeah. of oh, that. Oh, yeah. Meg Rowley, clean copy, synonymous. Yeah. Fam- famous for her clean copy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll sit there and I will spend a minute thinking, did I do this right? And then I'll still not know. And I'm comforted because I'm like, it's fine. Carson will probably spot it. And if he doesn't, it doesn't matter that much. It's the it's one of the easiest to take care of. Some, some of the, the edits I make require much more labor um, yes. than they're actually worth. And so that's sometimes I'll say to Dylan Higgins, I'll say, Dylan, I've been laboring to fix this in whatever, something very small, but, but just for my own... <sighs> It's no no one else knows but me. No one would even notice, is right. my guess, if if uh, if I were not to address it. But for some reason, in order to make myself complete, in order to complete me, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's the Jerry Maguire thing, except it's me looking in the mirror. You can <laughs> you complete me. That's yeah. that's how that should be how you know for the most part that should be how one, one feels, right? Yeah. Well, you have to rely on yourself. A lot mm-hmm. of the time. Is it relying on yourself or alternatively, and this is a lesson that I've learned from some of the great spiritual minds, is it a process essentially of evacuating all sense of self? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Why, why are you giggling at it? You think that my that my spiritual journey is, is, is a joke? <laughs> is that what you're suggesting, Meg? No, I just... Uh, uh... Or are you thinking about poop? <laughs> when you heard the well, verb I the, the verb to evacuate because oh, I'll, no. I'll do that too <laughs> well, I mean I'll talk about it I'm not, I'll, <laughs> I'll refrain from there is the a whole drink. there is a whole book about it that they about? wrote for children which I find strange because there's a whole book about what the, that there's a whole book about how everybody poops. Oh, there's a children. Oh, I thought you were talking. There's a book about poop, and I and I was gonna be like, oh, you mean called Ulysses? Oh man, <laughs> cut them deep cuts. <laughs> Take uh, that, James Joyce, <laughs> with, with your books. Yeah. So, or is it called Gravity's Rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why this is a children's book because children. Are not sh- ashamed of pooping, mm-hmm. like they're no. Children. That's what the, yeah, yeah. So is it meant to comfort the children? Like, oh, don't worry mm-hmm. about this because we all do it. But like, so I have a two-year-old niece, 
mm-hmm. who is, you know, the light of all of our lives and is just a really terrific kid. You know, a lot of kids are not great and we lie about that to their mm-hmm. parents because we're yeah. like, well, you put a lot of work into this and got a stinker. That's, right, not going away. That <laughs> sucks because yeah. you're financially responsible theoretically for a very long time, given, you know, how the economy has gone. Yeah. But, um, Could be a million uh, you know, dollars or something. Yeah, like uh, my my sister, she's she's two, so she's starting to get into that age, I guess, where you start to think about potty training, or you know, and it's different for every kid, blah blah blah. But like sometimes we will be able to tell that my niece has pooped, and my sister will say, <laughs> "Okay, it's time to change your diaper," and she's yeah. like, "No." Because she's oh, really? two. And, you know, two-year-olds really enjoy no. Like, they're, like, very empowered by no. Oh, but I'm yeah. like, but you're, like, sitting in your poop, though. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like it's terrible. That seems obviously terrible. Like, it would yeah. override any, you know, toddler-earned uh, no empowerment. And eventually she'll be like, yeah, this is gross. So, this is gross. again, I don't understand why this book exists. But I also haven't read it, so maybe it's not like a feel better about pooping. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? We started with a very yeah. simple baseball question about the last time I had watched a full game start to finish. And now we're here. Yeah, well, you you know, you, you dig down, you see how far so you can take, go, and you come take back some up. Journey, take some Look at journeys. this. Look at this. I'm sending you via our recording oh. application. Okay. I'm sending you. You mentioned babies. Do you think this one's ugly or adorable? If you had, oh, that's to guess. a cute kid. That's a cute kid, right? That's a cute kid. I assume this is your kid. Yeah, that's the one I. You're not just like <laughs> sending me pictures of a random baby. Yeah, he, have no, <laughs> I think that. Might I be think that this is a very cute kid. I I also like that we're engaging with something visual because podcasting is a famously visual medium. It is. Yeah. 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 Well, he, I don't want you to describe like a, it. Just describe how it makes you feel. He he looks like a great little guy, and uh, you know he looks like he has a funny secret. It might be that he's recently pooped. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Now look at this one, <laughs> and I, and what you'll notice about this one is that he's wearing a little a little bandito scarf. Aww. Do you see well, that? Yeah, because they drool. Oh yes, it's because he drools very much. Yeah, they just yeah. drool all the time. Yeah, he's got. Well, because they're trying to figure out uh, teeth and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, their teeth are coming in. Aw, yeah, he's pretty cute. Yeah, the thing about insisting on uh, sitting in one's poop, I mean, best case scenario, it's like some sort of, uh, I mean, whatever it is, it's going to need some kind of counseling. Well, I mean, I shouldn't Have judge because like what I... Is it, sister, brother, something like that? Sister. I mean, she's not weird about it. She eventually submits to a diaper change because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it is objectively gross. And sometimes she will ask uh, because she's like, oh, this is yucky. Let's fix this situation. Um, yeah, this is a cute kid. You made a cute yeah. kid. Good yeah. job. We, yeah, we did. <laughs> we, uh, here's a question. Recently, uh, you told me that you were going to be going to the nursery. This is not uh, yeah. a nursery that's full of children, but full of... Uh, Plants. Plant life. And you were going to get some grasses. Yeah. Now, wait, 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 wait. You think you know what I'm asking, Meg, and that's classic rally. <laughs> no, I'm I'm anticipating your disappointment when I tell you that I didn't get any grass. Okay, no, but that's not that's not even it. You said you used the first person plural pronoun. We. Yes. Who are the we? Well, so I have a I have a roommate. Okay. Cuz housing is expensive here and uh, you know, I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. And we rent a house and we are fortunate in that like I I know the people we rent from. I used to mm-hmm. babysit their daughter when I was, you know, when she needed babysitting and I was in need of cash as, you know, part of the kid economy. And so, you know, we we are fortunate in that they they've given us a pretty good screaming deal on this house, but it's a mm-hmm. house and so it has a yard and you know, we we are responsible tenants so we'd like to you know, do weeding and gardening and make it nice so that they feel like they don't need to raise our rent and that their home is well taken care of. And so we have this awkward little bit of yard where there used to be a child's like play structure and they just never tore out the the like part that is, you know, there's like a wood frame and there's still bark in there and some you know, remnants of this structure. And we were trying to decide what to do with it because it's a bit of an eyesore and we were going to just fill it with dirt 
and plant some things, including some grasses. But then we realized like how much dirt we were going to need. And Ooh. so did you calculate it? Yeah, we did a little we did a little math. They were going to have to deliver like a yard of dirt. Oh, yeah. Because that's how they that's how they, they do it. Do by it. The yard. And, uh, you know, that was going to get kind of pricey and, you know, we won't be here renting forever. So I think that what we are going to do is instead get some chairs and maybe some, you know, potted plants and try to cover it up, cover it up or make it look intentional in some way. Hmm. So, you know. Sounds like a real emotional roller coaster. Yeah, although I did go to the nursery and and bought a, a lovely little pot and put a bunch of succulents in it, and it looks nice sitting on our like little front. Uh, they certainly do porch. suck, don't they? They're delightful. We are quite. We're all suckers for them. They are quite common in interior design now and exterior design, I suppose. So anyway, yeah, probably yeah. But yeah. You know, we're just trying to make it nice so that we can sit out there and enjoy nice weather in the Seattle summer, which is rapidly approaching. It's May already. Crazy. Yeah, I think that's uh, after a certain time, after a certain time, the Pacific Northwest, I think it usually starts, or at least from my memory, it usually starts sometime around July 4th. Yeah. But for it's three, months, roughly, nice. it's, uh, three months, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, although that's yeah. getting kind of it's you know getting earlier into the summer mm-hmm. often because of the environmental disaster that is alleged, global warming. Alleged yeah, global yeah. warming. We believe in science at Fangraphs, Carson. We are pro science contingent. So you didn't buy grasses; you bought succulents. I bought succulents. Okay. I spent right. too much. And the money we on and the we is you and your roommate. I was wondering if it was uh, some sort of parent or. No, although I did go to the nursery with my mom, who knows things about plants that I don't. So I was like, hey, won't you come along so I can ask you stupid questions? And she was like, yeah, that sounds great. But not in that voice, because that's not what her voice sounds like. (laughs) But it's exactly what your voice sounds like. (laughs) You appear to have a healthy relationship with your mother. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to our baseball podcast. Uh, Yeah, no, I like my mom a lot. She's a lovely lady. I have a lot of moms. I have three. You got three of them? I got three moms. Well, I have my 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 mother, you know, yeah. the primary mom. And then her wife, Linda, who I just call Linda. I don't say, hey, you're my mom's wife, Linda. That'd be yeah. weird. Yeah, that's how they usually like it. And yeah. then uh, I have my my stepmom, Jane, my, my, uh, my dad's wife. Okay, so go ahead and rank them. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> go away. I think no, I have, said, very, I have a very well, no, high... No, you did it before, just before we started recording. You ranked them... <laughs> We gave some very particular bullet points, and all I'm asking you to do is repeat that. <laughs> so uh, go ahead. I have a very high stakes holiday coming up this weekend. Mother's Day is like oh man, this, I got stakes. You can't mess around with Mother's <laughs> Day. So, so do you on Mother's Day? Do you tell them like do you give them the mother power rankings? <laughs> We're like well, Linda, good year. <laughs> Good they're all, year. They're all very, a lot of nurturing. The, the, the three of them are very different kinds of ladies. So it's mm. like you don't have to rank them because they're all good at different stuff, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, Francisco Lindor and Aaron Judge have very different skill sets. <laughs> I do not have a version of mother war. There's no M Yeah, Mar. Mother's a mom above replacement. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get me in trouble. I don't know. Yes, I am. Well, yeah. they don't listen to the podcast. So. No, of course they don't. Many people don't. Um, m- way more than than do. Jimmy Paxton, old yeah. old, old Maple James. Bridges. They yeah. call him the Big Maple. I still don't know how I feel about that nickname, but it's it's the one he has. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you you watched that whole game, first pitch to last. I did. I will admit that this will not surprise you. You know, I watch a lot. Did you watch that at Rich Pizza in Ravenna? I did. I did. <laughs> Love their turkey balls. Those, those turkey meatballs are delicious and a very good deal. Yeah. So anyway, Paxton, I don't watch nearly as many Mariners games in whole or in part, candidly, as I used to because I got to write about a bunch of other stuff. Ugh, so many dumb baseball teams out there. Well, and, you know, candidly, though the Mariners have outperformed my expectations in the early going here, you know, like um, the pitching is is not often fun to watch outside of Paxton. 
and like Edwin Diaz. Although that offense thumps pretty good, so that's nice. But I do sometimes still make a point of watching Paxton starts because he's a very good pitcher and Mm. it feels like a nice dovetailing of my personal preferences and professional obligations. You know, no one could accuse me of wasting my time watching a James Paxton start. No, I think you've actually done it. I think you actually have a very nice system now because you say, I can't watch, uh, can't watch every game. No. But I should. I want to. Yeah. Watch some of the games, and then uh, you do it based off of uh, your starting pitcher choice. And I think that so yeah. I think that you've actually come to uh, quite a reasonable solution here. Yeah, it it works yeah. out okay. I mean, you know, and I I skip around uh, as games are are happening, and I don't know. I think it works out okay. I do it so that when I do, you know, like my chats and stuff, in addition to just like knowing what's going on in in this thing that I do professionally now, and finding things to write about. And just enjoying baseball generally, so getting to watch more of it that isn't, you know, sad Mariners pitching can can be quite fun. You know, then when I get questions in my chats, I'm like, I know what they're talking about. This is great. Won't won't embarrass my family. The moms will be so proud. All three of them, yeah. All three of them. Just yeah. really pumped. So so that's, you know, you got to gotta know what's going on. And then Wait, people... what's your plan oh, for sorry. Mother's Day? What's your plan in terms of visitation? So tomorrow, my my so for people, this is tomorrow Saturday. Saturday, Saturday sorry, yes. Mother's for Day, yeah. for Saturday, it just so happens that it works out best for all of our family to be on my dad's side to hang out, which is great. So they're gonna come to to my house with my not having a yard of dirt, but they will come here and we will you know grill some stuff and hang out because the weather's supposed to be quite nice. And then on Sunday actual mother's day as marked in the calendar mm-hmm. uh my mom Hallmark. and i mark yeah are going to brunch and then um my my mom has recently um taken up drawing mm-hmm. and so we are going to go to an art store and uh procure her some supplies oh that sounds great yeah now are you worried about getting in for Mother's Day brunch? I, I am, especially because I'm realizing, as I said this, that I said, oh, yeah, I'll make a reservation, and then I maybe forgot. So I am, at the moment, just uh, taking a, a little look-see at what I might be able to procure here and hoping greatly that not everyone in Seattle, oh, no, this isn't good at all, Carson. I'm well, you got open table right now? Yeah. You're looking at open table? Yeah. What was your first choice? Uh, we like a place called Frank's Oyster House. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to get in so much trouble. How's Frank's Oyster House at the moment? Very full. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Mom is going to be mad. That's, Sorry. that's tough. Well, I am. she doesn't have any other children, but if she were ranking her children, I would yeah. be, you know, just free-falling down the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. that's not going to— This not, is not a Mike Trout kind of day for Meg. I don't know that I ever have those. I mean, I don't because I, you know, other baseball writers exist and they're pretty good at their jobs and often they're better at their jobs than I am, but. Well, they probably know how to use a hyphen. No, they don't. Don't just wing it. No, I I don't think they do. (laughs) You know, they they might be better just on a pure, on a a sort of pure true talent level, Mm -hmm. but their copy not famously clean like mine, so no, not there famously you go. clean. Yeah. Hey, have you have you considered bringing your mom to this place called Ravenna Varsity? Oh, the Varsity's nice, but it's like diner food. Oh, I have to make up a good excuse. No, no, for sorry, this. I meant flying boots in Ravenna. Oh no, flying former boots home is, of the Ale House. Yeah, it's not mom's kind of. This is spot. for moms. Oh man. Anyway, I'm not going to fix this while we're on the air, but I am going to open up open table. Well, what do you think your like, What do you think your next couple options will try will try and be? Man, I don't I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, okay. but uh, what are you doing to celebrate Mother's Day? Well, it's a bit of an awkward weekend because we have a funeral on the weekend as oh, well. No. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm very sorry to hear that. Well, it happens to everybody. I've been <laughs> well, been, sure, but been made clear to me. So, um, I think what we will do is we will do the funerals and the masters, but we're coming out to Maine again that night. The next day, I believe my wife and I will probably. Uh, we, well, we're going to. We have a friend who grows flowers, uh, so we'll get some of those flowers, and then we'll get my mom a pastry, 
and then we'll stop by our house briefly. But then we'll leave. And we'll be like, this is what we're going to say. Oh, Jackie's nap. Jackie's my son. Oh, his nap. Yeah. Children are excellent excuses. They are. Mm-hmm. You can be like, man, we got to go. He's sitting yeah. in his poop. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's pretending to love it. <laughs> but yeah. really, everyone's very upset. How? Uh, at what point do you think you realized that Jimmy Paxton had a no-hitter? And then uh, had a no-hitter, I say that. And then this could be the same point, and it could be a different point, Meg. At what point did you become excited that he was throwing a no-hitter? Yeah, let's see. I noticed he didn't have any hits. Well, he had not allowed any hits, excuse me. In like the fifth, I think, because I was there with a buddy, my buddy Andrew, and I turned to Andrew and I said, hey, he hasn't given up a hit, has he? And there had been men on base, so then we had to remember how they got there. It was not, you know, at that at that point we realized that he had not given up a hint and I, I messaged our other colleague, Jeff Sullivan, who is himself quite a fan of James Paxton, and said the following, which is, no hitters are kind of stupid. Like, yeah. I'll say more about that in a moment. But sometimes James Paxton is throwing one and then we were like, this is exciting. But we both concluded, I think accurately, that his prior start where he had struck out 16 batters was more impressive in terms of just a pure pitching performance. But, you know, we like James Paxton. He seems like a nice young person and is quite talented. So, you know, we we decided that we could be happy for him. I got excited probably in the seventh because then it kind of felt like he was cruising. And he had had trouble sort of early in the start. It seemed like he had kind of lost command of his fastball a bit. He did walk a couple guys in that. And as the game went on, he seemed to find it again. And so it was like, oh, well, maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna do this. And of course, it stood in contrast to his, his strikeout game, because he seemed like he was comfortably, you know, within a pitch tolerance where they were going to leave him in and let him, let him sort of try to to close it out. And then in the ninth inning, it was great because the other people in the restaurant who were at the bar sort of started to notice what was going on and they also got excited. And then Paxton just started throwing like 99 and 100. <laughs> so that was neat. There's a lot of stuff that was just actually kind of thrilling. And then he did it. And that was so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. It's funny when you, like, watching that last inning was neat because, you know, sort of famously, you know, no-hitters are like a team effort, right? It's not just actually the guy. And, you know, he benefited from some some rather sterling defense. Uh, Kyle Seeger had a very nice play to take away a hit from from Kevin Pillar. Uh, and there were a couple of good outfield plays that had to be made. But you did sort of get the sense watching him in, in the ninth that Paxton was maybe thinking, you know, if anyone is gonna, I'm gonna swear, Dylan. This is your, this is your swear cue. Get ready, buddy. Get f- ready. Yeah, you did get the sense that Paxton was like, if anyone is gonna f- this up, it's gonna be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna give, because the the Mariners were gonna win in all likelihood. They were up. You know, they had scored five runs. Like it wasn't like it was a a nail biter where you know if he gives up a hit and that hits a home run, then they're like back to the drawing board or anything. But you could, it just had this look of him being like, yeah, I'm just going to throw a hundred because I'd rather lose it that way. You know, it kind of had that I think that's, yeah, that's a good point. To yeah. it, so. You know, uh, Craig Edwards looked for today. Yeah. He looked at, he, uh, he wrote a post, when should you start paying attention to no hitter? Yeah. And he concluded the final out of the sixth inning is, is the best time to kind of tune in. Yeah. And that's sort of like where... It's like improbable enough for a pitcher to have gotten that far, but it's also like somewhat probable that it'll happen after that. Right. I think that's kind of what he determined. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm re-familiar. I read this uh, early this morning and then kind of forgot some of what he said. No, it's fine. Because I'm yeah. doing great. I think, candidly, my favorite part of this post is that Rich Hill got his own sad... <laughs> Oh, he did. Little little line here in his win, in Craig's when no hitters are lost graph, which is sad for Rich Hill, but delightful for the rest of us because it made me chuckle. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, I, I wasn't like 
tuning in at a weird time. Although if you ever go back and rewatch Felix Hernandez's perfect game, it's funny to watch, you know, a lot of broadcasts get sort of weird and superstitious about the the no-hitter perfect game thing and they have it seems like every broadcaster has a very developed view of when it when if at all it's appropriate to sort of note that that is taking place. Phil Sims starts or um Dave Sims, Phil Sims calling a Mariners game would be really weird. That would be a weird creative direction for the Mariners broadcast. Wow, that was quite the little quirk of my brain. Dave Sims, who is a broadcaster for the Seattle Mariners, starts noting that it's a perfect game in like the fourth inning. (laughs) He's like, he's throwing a gem. It's a perfect game. That's not what he sounds like either. My impressions are totally off today. Not that they're normally quite good, but they're especially bad today. But and I, I don't know what if the Root broadcast when they started talking about the no hitter for Paxton's game because I was at the Ridge, you know this place, the Ridge. Oh, Ridge Beats in Ravenna. In Ravenna, and Love it. so they didn't have the game sound on. They had you know ambiance music for the people mm-hmm. who were there eating pizza with their families. So, yeah, good talk. <laughs> one time I was uh, the second. Major League credential I ever received. The first one was for the San Francisco Giants. My wife and I were about no, well we weren't. We were still boyfriend girlfriend, and mm. uh, uh, we were we were getting married. And uh, but we lived in Portland, Oregon, but we were going to get married in Michigan, so we had to get out there. Oh, but we we spent some time in California first, and then went out to Michigan. But the weekend before our wedding, some of our good friends they also had a wedding. Okay. They had a wedding in Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. So I was in Michigan. We were in Michigan, and they were getting, our friends were getting married in Washington, D.C. My wife said, listen, I'm not going to go to that. I'm getting married in a week. Yeah. And I have a lot of stuff to do, and this is like my home turf because she's from Michigan. She said, but you can go, and perhaps even you should go to represent us. Yeah. I said, I'll do that. What I noticed was that taking the train from, I believe it was Grand Rapids to Chicago and then Chicago to Washington, D.C., the layover in Chicago happened to correspond precisely with a Chicago White Sox game, which is not too far from the train station. So I requested and received credentials to a Chicago White Sox game, July 23rd, 2009, day or two before my friends were married in Washington, D.C., and I was in the press box, and that was Mark Burley's perfect game. Ah, yeah, but I did not actually know until just an, uh, an hour or two before that that he was even throwing a no-hitter. <laughs> yeah, because when, when you're in the press box and uh, you just huddled in the corner because you're afraid of everyone, it, you actually, you're really isolated from the game conditions unless you've been sure. doing something responsible like keeping track of it yourself. But and I wasn't doing like, that either. I was I'm not just, interested in that at all. Yeah, I was mostly just wide-eyed. And uh, just looking around is how I would uh, characterize it. So, yeah, that's what I did. And uh, oh, But it was a perfect game, and I didn't know about it. That was the point I was trying to make. Sure. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't know. It's true. Uh, applicable sentence for many of the things uh, we experience in this in this our lives. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything better than that, Meg? Uh, I don't oh, know. I have a question for you. Sure. Tell me about tell me about migraine headaches. Oh, I don't recommend them. They okay, are okay. Some <laughs> thumbs down. So uh, you are asking because you are aware our listeners are not that I had one last night. Although it mm-hmm. was it was not as bad as it could have been because I realized it was coming and took my meds and then kind of got ahead of it. So it was. Oh wait! First, I'm going to interrupt you. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's how I'm going to interrupt you because I'm going to be creating context that will allow us to return to another topic later. Okay. Yesterday, uh, you wrote me and you said, Carson, esteemed <laughs> colleague, I, ha- I will have a piece on the, on the Mets bouting out of order. Yes. I swear. I did say that. By tomorrow. Today is tomorrow. And I didn't have it. And you didn't have it, even though you had said you swear. But you said, it, you said it's in small part because I had a migraine. Now, listen. It's not. It's fine if you're lying. I t- I'm not lying. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine if you're telling the truth. <laughs> but I am. I am genuinely curious. Now, first of all, we'll get to that piece in a moment. Okay. Okay. But I want to ask about migraines. Yeah. You you sensed it coming. Yeah. So the the medical term, which I swear they came up with, just so that it sounds like you're lying about mm-hmm. a medical condition, it's mm-hmm. called an aura. 
Not everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thanks, medicine. This was, it's been super great to have to explain this to employers at various points and not sound like I'm just trying to get out of work. I can start seeing an aura. So not all migraine sufferers get migraines with aura, but some of them do. And so you get visual or auditory distortions as your brain starts to tell you, we're about to, against where, about to up for a little while and not work the way that we're supposed to. Right. So it's it uh, looks to me, my vision will look like, you know, if you look briefly at the sun and then look away and you have the little sunspots, yeah. it kind yeah, of looks like yeah. that. So like parts of my, I mean, parts of my vision are obscured and then I'm like, oh, I'm getting a migraine. Swear again. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. This is a lot less work than Dane's. That's the best we can say. And so then I'll take my meds and hopefully get to them in time to sort of downgrade it from full migraine pain to just like very bad headache pain, which is what I was able to do Mm. last night. The weirder ones are where I take my meds and then like the migraine part, the actual pain in my brain part doesn't happen, but I continue to have the aura for a while. The visual migraine. Yeah, those are wild because I'm like, I don't know what getting a stroke feels like, like having a stroke, but I imagine this is partly what it might look like or what doing like hallucinogenic drugs would be like. Yeah, I was going to say, sometimes you have to pay extra for this. Yeah, and sometimes I will have trouble speaking clearly, like I will slur my speech. So then I really feel like this is probably what getting a stroke is like. And so it's very disorienting. Sometimes, you know, it makes me sick to my stomach to have them. And really all you can do is uh, go be in a dark room and take your meds and go to sleep for a while. So that's what I did when I felt it coming on. Uh, I don't recommend it. And how often do you get them? Not super often. Mm -hmm. They tend to be stress-related for me or I have a couple of like food triggers where if I eat something like uh, cured meats or red wine, the tannins in red wine can trigger migraines. Or if I, you know, it's like the cured meats thing, it's like a lot of nitrates. So, you know, one time I went to Safeco and for whatever reason, ate three hot dogs over the course of Mariners game, Mm -hmm. which was terrible, just a terrible idea. And so I got a migraine and then felt pretty miserable the next day so i think the worst hangover i've ever gotten was from eating hot dogs but um anyway it's not pleasant um one time in graduate school i started getting one in the middle of a game theory class because i didn't really particularly care for the class candidly and Mm -hmm. then had to call my mom and like have her talk to me on the phone as i walked home from campus because i was nervous that i was gonna like step out in front of a car or something (laughs) because i couldn't really see so that was weird were you suffering from migraine or was it because you were suffering from migraine that you tweeted out all those supportive comments the other day for cia director gina (laughs) haspel for the nominee for the position of CEO director. You were like, love Gina Haspel. You said, I think you tweeted at her, you said, you go girl. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Is that why you were? Is that, I'm just a really committed feminist. Yeah, I guess that's so. <laughs> what it means. All the women all the time. Yeah, when you were talking about the uh, her process, her process where you know, um, sort of her hearing hearings about her, her position. You said, "Oh, this is this is torture." <laughs> Remember how you said oh, that? <laughs> Remember how you said that? Uh, normally, yeah. you do these to me before, like right before we start recording. So I wasn't ready. My guard was down because yeah. we're like fifty minutes in, and I was like, "He's not going to do it again." Yeah. But then you did. You surprised me. You scamp. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying something that was not true. No. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, listen, this Mets piece. Yeah. Obviously, this is uh, firmly in Meg Rally territory. Yeah. Because it is, it reveals, let's see, if I'm going to attempt to characterize some of your interests as a ball, as a ball writer. As a ball writer. <laughs> you are, be, all right, let's, let's say this. Baseball games tend to be long and there's some downtime. This is frequently portrayed as a bad thing about the sport. Mm-hmm. However... The leisurely pace of the game allows much more of the allows the personalities of the participants to emerge in a way that other sports do not allow. Yeah, 
and inherent to all of our personalities, or at least some of the, we're, none of us are immune from doing dumb things. No. And you, I think one of your interests is in identifying and examining the sort of dumb or frivolous conduct in which ballplayers in which they can participate because of the sort of leisurely pace of the game. And I don't, and I, and I'm not suggesting you do it in a mean spirited way. You're saying here is these people we know, but what they're doing is the things that we would do in the same situation. Yeah. I would say that. Have I characterized it? Yeah. I would say that that's a fair, a fair characterization. What I want to make sure Meg is with regard to this piece. Yeah. Is that, I want to make sure that it is not a burden for you. I want to make sure of this for other pieces you've done. Because sometimes, Meg, you will write a two-part post. Yeah. Each one over a thousand words. (laughs) Because because you want to ensure that you have covered the topic. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a completist by nature, I suppose. Yeah, but I want to make sure... Meg, that you're not bumming yourself out in the process while no. you're attempting. To, I don't want you to be a martyr for everyone's for everyone's pleasure. <laughs> no, although not to to like you know reveal too much of our our internal process at Fangraphs. You know, it was it was maybe recently brought to my attention by one David Appleman that you know I don't have to do that every time because if I did it not every time I could maybe write more things <laughs> which uh you know he's not wrong and uh <laughs> and I want to write more things and mostly yeah. I I want to you know continue to be a productive member of our team yeah. uh so you know it is a, a balance to maybe find but you know when you if you think about it this way that thing happened on what on Wednesday mm-hmm. And this will go up on our website, barring me screwing up all the hyphens to the point that you just throw Trash it away it, yeah. Yeah. on Monday. So that's actually a pretty uh, solid turnaround for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I'll find another weird thing and, and do another thing, hopefully unburdened by, by either getting stuck, which was the other part of this delay, right? It wasn't just the migraine. I got a little stuck and I wasn't no. quite sure how to write my way out of it. And so I will hopefully do another thing, maybe less weird, um, a little more down the middle, as it were. You don't You don't have to do that. No, because what you... No, but, what, you know, those are um, more straightforward. They require... I don't want to make them sound easy because that sounds like I am dismissing the the efforts of our colleagues who do work like that that is very good and takes them time but doesn't require them to say watch every ejection from an entire league year so might be a bit more conducive to the content business in which we find ourselves oh yeah we're 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 thick in it yeah yeah so, but I don't know. I just find that stuff interesting. And I sometimes can get kind of caught up in trying to find other examples of it. And so sometimes that's why things take a little while. Is another one of the reasons that it took you a while is because you had to take a moment away from it to write a spirited apologia for CIA director nominee Gina Haspel? There's just no one standing up for her, Carson. <laughs> She's all alone. Uh, well, I look forward to that piece. Yeah, and should, I do it, encourage you... That should be fine. <laughs> I don't because I I don't want you to have to have the feeling that I assume you had when you wrote the, the message to me to be like I didn't finish it. Well, no, I just it's good to fulfill your professional obligations, especially yeah, when you swear. You did swear. I know, and so but you I know was... what you swore on your mother's grave, and now that I know <laughs> like, that you got three moms, sort of takes... I'm thinking, well, one of them's expendable, maybe. <laughs> You could do that two more. You could do that two times, and you'd still have a mom. Yeah, this is like you know when I was a teaching assistant, and people mm-hmm. would be like, "My grandma died, and she didn't die." And then yeah. like they would try to use the excuse again, and then they try to use it again. And time. I was like, "Look, I know that families are complicated, but how many grandmas you got?" I, I thought you were going to say when they said my grandma died. I thought you were going to reply, "Well, you still have another one." <laughs> I thought that was your solution as a No, as a, that would have been a better like, you as know as a professional. Yeah, it would have been better a better yeah. way to receive like the alley oop that you gave me, but I mm-hmm. decided to go a different way. No, but I think your your suspicions were right. Children are usually lying when they talk about their dead grandparents <laughs> and we should call them on it all the time. 
Well, you know, it's one of those, on the one hand, like, it's mm. a terrible thing to lie about. Yeah. Like, I'm not a superstitious person, but mm. it just seems like a very, you know, like, just using that excuse to get out of, like, a three-page paper. It's like, geez, just write the paper, man. Like, you really want to yeah, bring your grandma or, into this? Or just tell the truth. Right. I don't want to write the paper, and so I didn't You write know, it. I slept through my alarm seven days in a row, and then there wasn't a paper. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. But on the other hand, I sort of respected it because they called my – they you know, they knew I wasn't going to call their bluff. They correctly mm. assessed my personality as a human where I wasn't mm. going to be like, well, death certificate or no deal, you know. Mm. Like they knew I wasn't going to do that because I get – fidgety about stuff like did that. did you say pics or i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> or pics or it didn't i need happen. the casket to be open and i need you standing by it um they knew i wasn't gonna do that sobbing by the way <laughs> yeah you need You're to look sad did, did you even like this grandma maybe she was mean to you yeah that's another thing that i think people are not talking people aren't talking <laughs> about don't talk about it enough like really what Why, if this, yeah what if the what if, what if it relieved? was a crappy family yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I think we're really touching on some important material here. <laughs> you didn't ask me for any business words, and I wrote a bunch of them down. Well, let's do one. Let's do Meg's business word. And okay. We'll, uh, I'll there'll do be one. no sound effect. Wait a second. Huh? Wait a second. What? Directive. Keep this in, Dylan. Directive to Dylan. I'm going to say, oh, I would say, it's business time with Meg Rally. Okay, I'm going to say that. This is the portion of the show known as business time. And then we have to use whatever sound effect Dylan decides to insert Ooh, okay I like this. and so whatever sound effect dylan who does this day or two or three after the recording process whatever you use that will forever be the sound effect the official sound effect for um for business time with Meg rally so i will now say it in a very official way and then we will proceed to uh, the event okay okay it's a, I'm, I'm very excited to announce the inaugural edition uh, but certainly not the last the inaugural edition of business time with meg rally Business time. Business time. Business time. Business time. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, well, who knows? Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of these. Now I feel pressure to pick one. No, no, no. Just one. Just one. Okay. Sa- save okay. them up. Okay. Save I have, them up. I know which one I want to do. I know which okay. one I want to do. I was talking mm-hmm. about this with a, a friend because I was like, oh, I got to come up with business words. And he said this word. And then I was like, oh, that was terrible when I was there. The abuse of the word revert. Okay. To revert. Right. And so it will you it will be used in the following way. Like uh, you'll send an email with a presentation that you promised to deliver. Mm. And you might say, please revert if you need any further information. Like, rever- Please revert. Yeah. Or please revert. Like uh, if you're asking if they need anything else, you know, let me know and I'll revert back to you. Wait, does it just mean respond? Yeah. yeah. It's like I'll reply back. And you could just say, I'll reply to you. Let yeah. me, you know, please send it back to me if you have any questions about this draft. Like why my hyphens are like that, you know? Right. But yeah. instead, they say revert, and it's like it's like one of those things where it's like it's kind of right, but it's wrong still. Like it's close. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right at all. No, it sounds terrible. It doesn't sound like what it. Like email after email after so. email. So this is. Let been... me ask you a question, and this is this is only tangential to it. I noticed that only businessmen use the use the plural of the of the of the word money. They'd be like, "Yes, you need to send those monies over to my account." Oh. Is this a British thing? I don't. I don't know. It's like I when they add, th- add an S, and they're like, "I majored in maths," and it's like, "Oh, relax." <laughs> I know more than one math. No, that's not. <laughs> that's that's a British accent. It's a weak one, I think. Uh, how many maths? How many maths are there? That's a good point. So two or two. Yeah, monies. Oh, we deposited the monies in my account. Oh. You don't get this? You don't hear people? Maybe it's regional. I think it might be regional, but maybe Mm -hmm. it just proves your point because I, as a woman, would never have said that. And so- They might not, yep. It may not have sort of registered because, although if someone said, I put the monies in your account, it's like, money is, what? Like, you don't need to add, you don't need to pluralize that. many cases- yeah, I've definitely heard many cases in which... Uh, I wonder so, if it's a regional uh, thing. Brings, it might be might be regional. So they're like, we're going to put dollars and cents. 
both things. Monies. Monies, yeah. We're going to all do all the monies. We'll do all the monies. Okay, it's weird great. That, hey. It, wait. It's weird that all of our money is the same shape. It's not nice to people who can't see. They should change it. <laughs> you know you know who do something like that? The British. Gail Haspert. No, oh. what's her name? <laughs> Gina Halpert. The, and this has been another another <laughs> installment or the inaugural edition of Business Time with Meg Rowley. Okay. I think that I think that worked well. Yeah. I wonder what uh wonder what Dylan's done. He's a great guy. In theory he's editing uh, Travis Sachek's post right now. I think it's it's really lovely that you have a helper. Love it. Who is better at hyphens than I am. You have not given me a performance review of the times that I have stepped into your shoes. Uh, yeah, so but I assume it, it was fine. But I also noticed that like you decided you needed to hire a whole separate human. <laughs> so well, that I wouldn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> it's a little bit different too. Because Dylan and I have on a number of occasions just for hours with each other, edited posts together. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? It's been a little bit more of a uh, of a process because you you have other things going on. In fact, I you're do. not hired to edit the post at Fangraphs at all. You have kindly agreed to do so while I go traipsing off to foreign countries. Acquire shrubs and trees. And oh yes, also I had to yes, I had to pavers. procure shrubs one day, which I've which I've planted and we've had a patio installed. Patio furniture Two Starbuckses. Did you watch Jimmy Paxton's no-hitter from beginning to end? Don't Boom. sit in your own poop. Benjamin buttoned it. <laughs> <laughs> we Benjamin buttoned it. Did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think this that's went thing, okay. That's a thing to say after you poop. Well, <laughs> Benjamin buttoned it. Oh, no. Right in my pants. Oh, no. At what point, at what point <laughs> do you think... At what point during Benjamin Button were you like, "Yeah, this is kind of gross, actually." The movie Benjamin Button. Yeah, the rela- but the can relationship. I, were you I, like, well, "No, not appropriate." He's a child. Yeah. Uh, can I confess something? I never saw it. Oh, I thought it was going to be that you were lying about migraines. Oh no! Again, not a superstitious person, but like, why would I put that into the universe? Why would I use it? And then it's like, oh, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to mm. lose a whole Saturday happened to me to recently what? to a Wait, migraine what would you lose? oh to my oh I no had a saturday, oh, where I was saturday. Like, it's the wrong day yeah man yeah. and it had been yeah. a long week i was like oh, oh so no. are you saying you'd prefer it be on a work day because that's what i'm hearing now well <laughs> i like my job very much but you know it's good to have time that is your own that mm-hmm. is not working and yep. i have had a just a heck of a time knowing where to strike the balance of time that is oh, mine boy. versus time that is not. And it's fine because I really like my job, so yeah. it isn't a burden. But it is a thing yeah. that I'm, like, conscious of. Yeah. So, you and know. And then think about it. T.S. Eliot starts showing up, says time past is present and time future. Time future is time present. And you're like, come on, T.S. Eliot, really? You're just <laughs> not enjoying anyone's writing today. Yeah. That's in, is that in Burnt Norton? <laughs> it's, it's from the four quartets. Burnt Norton, Little Coker, Little Gidding. And forget the fourth section. Do you remember the fourth section of four quartets? I think it is. Don't sit in your own. <laughs> don't sit on your own poop. Classic. I couldn't even get through it. I couldn't even get through my own What's bad f- joke. Oh, I thought you. I thought you were oh, no. About no, I got through the four oh. quartets fine. No, Bert, Bert Norton, East Coker, Little Getting, and the Dry Salvages. Oh, I I'm, you're forgiven for not remembering that. The That's Dry Salvages, but I love all the other names. In fact. If I have four more children, or at least three more children, it will be to name them um, in order: Bert Norton, East Coker, and Little Gidding. <laughs> well, you could you could call your little guy now Little Gidding, even though his name isn't Gidding. What is your son's name? His name is Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Oh, that's a great name. I think it's a fun name. It's on his birth certificate, Jackie. Jackie, that's his his given birth certificate name. Yes, it is not short for anything. I think it's great. It is not a nickname. It is the way Americans do it. We call our people by nicknames. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's a name that like a grown man can have too. You know, sometimes people get yeah. cute with kid names and then you're like, oh gosh, a 45 year old's going to have to walk around with that. Exactly. You're not going to have that, that is, problem. That is precisely one of the tests that we applied to all the names we were trying. And I'll tell you, the, and I'll, but I'll tell you, well- this is the the this is the real test because there are we did consider some what I would consider twee names. Yeah. Twee? Yeah. And I was not opposed to all of them. I'm sure you However, weren't. One time 
my wife was on the elliptical at the YMCA, and she heard one kid say another kid's name across the room as they were running out of the room, running out of the whatever the room with the cardiovascular equipment is. And I forget the precise name, but let's say it was like um, Braxton or something. Uh-huh. And he was like, Braxton, Braxton. And Callie was like, oh, like she, she had a shiver down her spine. And she was like, and it, it was like, a, I think it, was, it wasn't Braxton, but it was a name we were considering. Yeah. And as soon as she heard that, she's like, ugh, never, no, never, can't. And so, yes, you need a name that will be, you got to think about the contexts. You're not right. just going to be thinking about like, oh, is, is it going to be a good name for when I dress him up in a scarf? Right. It's like, this is why celebrities often give their children really wonky names And people are like, why would they do that? I'm like, because that kid's going to be rich his or her entire life. They're not going to like, they're not going to have to worry about how that name sounds in a job interview. Like, they, yeah, they're they're, not going to have to get beaten up in public school over it. No, they're going to go to private Mm -hmm. school and exact a weird private school revenge on other rich kids, all of whom will have weird names. So we're we're taking that off the table. So it's fine. I mean, it's weird to name your kid Banjo. Like, that's a weird choice and one I don't support. But also, it's not my kid, so it's probably not Mm. a thing I should have any feelings about at all. Django now would not be great, but Django and Django Reinhardt, that's fantastic, I think. Yeah, that's really good. You're a big Django Reinhardt guy? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm a a big. I I enjoy. Did you know the Django Reinhardt pitch for the Cubs? (laughs) Did you know that? Wait, is that true? Yeah. Django you're Reinhardt. saying you're saying yeah in a way that makes me think that you're pulling my leg. Django Reinhardt famously uh, set the ERA record in 1906 with Chicago Cubs. No. Yeah, he had a 104 ERA. Yeah, Django Reinhardt pitched 277 innings for the Cubs that year. Pitched over 3,000 total. Is he in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he is. Wow. Django Reinhardt. You don't remember I don't, him? You're making this up. Yeah, Django Reinhardt's famous pitcher. He was. Uh, he only had three fingers on his, on his right hand. I think that. So here's my Django Reinhardt issue. Okay. I think it's just that minor swing is so overplayed. Which one is it called? Minor swing. Oh, is that the the one? You know that song. I, I'm sure I do. Dun, yeah, dun, I usually dun, just put dun, it on. Dun, the one. Uh... You hear it like every time you go to brunch. Yeah. It's like everywhere you go to brunch, no matter where it is. Hey, like, guess what? Here's the it minor. Doesn't sound swing. like something you'll be hearing on Sunday. <laughs> I found a different reservation. It's fine. I've been multitasking. We are going to go to Solar, which is, you know, probably not going to be what my mom expected, but I think it'll be fine. Well, at Maybe. what point during at what point during the recording did you did you make the register the, register, the reservation? <laughs> While you were talking about T.S. Eliot. Oh. Actually, I think what I'll do is change it and do Italian brunch. Because we are nothing if not Italian. No. Yeah. What is Italian brunch? This is just going to be like the omelet we have on Easter. Oh, maybe that's a bad idea. Meatballs. Meatball subs. I mean, we like all that food. Yeah. Oh, it's just a lunch menu. See, I'm going to have to confess to this. And then my mom's going to think I don't care about her. And it's not true. My mom, mom. The mom who brought me into the world. Capital M mom. Yeah, capital M mom. The mom I call mom. Mom. Sometimes I call her ma. That's when we Ooh, are at our I most bet you Italian. Do. I bet you do. Hey, Ma. Oh, boy. I'm probably all not right. Italian enough to do that, but I do it anyway. Yep. We're all fakers. Okay, Meg Rally, you have fulfilled your obligation to Fangraphs Audio. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. That has been uh, Meg Rally. Uh, I don't know. What are you, managing editor of Horrible Times? Yeah. And liar. Yeah. I'm Carson Sestouli, and this has been Fangraphs Audio.